Business is brought to you by Audible.com. And welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share some tips, tricks, stories, you know, life lessons, maybe, if you will, about what it's like to be married and own and operate a business together. Yeah, we are trying to share what we've learned and what we're hoping to learn with everybody. We'll share you with our with you our mistakes and then maybe you won't make them. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Anyways, Allison, how you doing this week? Good. We are just coming into a new week uh, after having an unexpected nor'easter here in New England. Yeah, I. It was diff. You know, for those of you that don't know, we live in the Boston area, and we get these things called nor'easters, and it's and it's uh, they're usually pretty bad storms, and they're more common in the winter, and we get all this snow, and that's when you see them on the news. Well, we got one that was just rain and a ton of wind. And cause the power to go out. Yeah, which would have been fine, except we were not at all prepared. We, were, we had no idea no, it was coming. <laughs> not prepared at all. Absolutely not. And I'm sure the newscasters and people who watched the news knew it was coming. We, however, did not. So uh, so we lose power for three days. Uh, I spent three days trying to make our generator operational again. Because, uh, uh, you know, and we had tested, I had tested it, I think, over the summer at some point, and it seemed fine. And then, of course, when you need it, it wouldn't start. So, you know, spent three days working on it, going to the store, getting stuff, coming back, finally got it started. And then about five hours after I got it started, the power came back on. Right. Well, this is after we had already picked up my sisters that morning. I currently have four generators in my garage. Yeah. We'll have to return all of those. But, uh, you know, hey, we survived. You know, I told the kids, you know, in the 1800s, they didn't have electricity. Go outside and play. The only thing I was really concerned about was my deep freezer. I have like five months worth of meat in there. Uh, the rest of life, it was fine. Like we don't, we're not big TV people. The kids, oh my goodness, our kids actually know how to play with their toys and not on their devices. So it wasn't a huge trauma for them. My oldest son did say, I knew this was coming. Coach Katie told us to plug our devices in. No one listened to me. <laughs> <laughs> so he was fully charged. His iPad and his which we're all ready to go. Yeah, he's he was prepared. None of us, the rest of us, we're not prepared. We're not. So anyways, we survived. But this week, Allison, we're kind of reflecting on a topic about, you know, kind of preparing ourselves to move, not necessarily out of the business, but to out of parts of the business. Yeah, so we've talked about this a little bit before in terms of... Um things that we've done over the last year to take some hats off of me. And when I say hats, I mean everything you do and every role you have is your hat. You've got your mom hat, you've got your marketing hat, you've got your bookkeeper hat. And so kind of what I mean by like taking the hats off is preparing the business so that I can delegate the, this task and this role to somebody else. And so we're getting ready to do our annual planning meeting. And so I've kind of looking back into where we were at this time last year. Yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, even beyond that, to think about like where we were 10 years ago and 15 years ago, and we talk about it a lot and, you know, we'll share it with you guys a lot. Like, there's a lot of times where I, we'll tell stories about 15 years ago, I would say, oh, we're never going to be this or we're never going to be grow to that size. Um, and, and we have over time and we've done a lot of that, you know, hard work. And as, as most small business owners do, you know, you do a lot of hard work and you see the payoff and then you do a little bit more hard work. 
Now we're at a point where we're becoming more leaders in our business and we have people that have positions that we used to have to handle. You right. know, if it's estimating or if it's marketing, those are things that, you know, you and I used to do and we now have roles. And it's there are times where it's difficult to take those hats off. What are some of the hardest parts, Allison, in, in doing that? Well, I think they're just being prepared and doing it well. I think that we sometimes get gun shy to do it because we say we've tried in the past and it hasn't worked. But we've tried in the past and looking back at it, we didn't set ourselves or whoever we brought in up to succeed because we weren't ready. We tried to do things before we were ready. Yeah. And a lot of times you have to write down those SOPs, those standard operating procedures and, you know, have it written so somebody can look at it and say, okay, well, this is how you do it. Instead of just saying, well, we're just going to hire a marketing person or we're going to hire a salesperson. Right. So this time last year, we really committed to bringing in a new admin who could take over the day-to-day marketing things that I was doing. And so we said, we kind of did the backwards thing. We said, okay, by this date, we want to be in a position where we can have somebody in doing those things. So we you know, what did I do to get ready for that? How did I even know what I needed to do or what tasks I was doing? Um, We kind of did, we've talked about this before, we did, I spent two weeks breaking my time down into 15 minute increments and into different categories, bookkeeping, marketing, owner, HR. So I could see where I was spending my time and then writing out all of the tasks that I do in those various categories. Yeah, and I think for me, you know, we moved... About about that, a little more than that, about a year and a half ago, we moved me off of estimating uh, on a daily basis, and we brought in somebody whose full-time job was to do the estimates for our company. And I think for me, the hardest part from taking off that hat is understanding that not everybody's going to do it the way that you do it. And so that's been a real challenge for me in that role because I've spent you know t- 15 years doing it away, and now I've got another person who the way they do it is fine and perfectly acceptable, but it's not the way I do it. So sometimes I'm like, oh, well, why did they do it my way? Right. Well, and what I'm excited about is taking this hat off is I, because I do so many things, sometimes I do the bare minimum. And I knew, I knew in terms of marketing, I was doing just enough, but I didn't have time to dig into those things that I was interested in or really wanted to see us doing. And now that Nicole has come in and um, taken over the things, the basic things I used to do, and she's got a good feel for it, she's now starting to take on doing that, that digging in, doing the more, making it better, making it bigger. You know, I want her to do more than I was doing and be you know, I know enough to be dangerous about all these things. And she has time to do the research and dig in. And that's really exciting to me. So, you know, with having somebody come on and take all of this marketing stuff that you used to handle, especially the daily basis stuff, the social media posts, the blog writing, all of that, that stuff. Have you had a moment where you were like, oh my gosh, we've made progress. Like that aha moment where it's like, this is working and this is what makes me feel like it's working. Yeah, we were at a conference last month in Arizona and I sat through the marketing things and I was like, oh, they're not going to tell me anything I don't already know. And they didn't tell me anything I didn't already know. But as I listened to the speakers and I took notes, I took notes for Nicole. And 
it was really exciting for me. It was it helped me find new ways to communicate what I was hoping for and looking for instead of looking at it as an implementer going, oh, okay, I, well, I don't have time to get that done. I can't do that. Looking at it going, oh, if Nicole could look into this or if we could start doing that, you know, it was it was really exciting to look at it from the visionary point of view than the implementer point of view. And I think what's kind of hard about that too is that you've spent so many years thinking about, well, I have to do, I have to do, I have to do. And now you have somebody in a position that allows you to sort of, you know, more manage them and help guide them in the in a, in a way. And so it's really it was really interesting because you're right. You go to those conferences or you go to those events and you're sitting through if it's marketing or whatever it might be and you're going, oh, I can't do one more thing. I can't take on one more thing. But now you can come back to, you know, the person that's implementing those things and say, well, here's like five ideas I have. Check and see if any of them are any good. Yeah. And I think she was a little overwhelmed with her notes. I think that she sees a lot of good things there, but also a lot of, oh, God, now how am I going to get all this stuff done? But what's great about Nicole is she's she was a recent grad when she came to us out of college. She, we have very similar backgrounds and she's younger and has a fresher perspective and has a different view of technology than I do, you know, and she was really excited to learn and to jump in and kind of take over and help. And she's been great. So here's a big shout out to Nicole. We just love you. <laughs> I think the the other thing too, is to think about now that you've started this process and, and we've had Nicole in this position now for all almost a year. What's the next year? What's year two like for you? Well, as we got Nicole and the marketing kind of moving forward and going, our other admin was stepping up to take over more of the bookkeeping things. So I've been slowly giving her more bookkeeping things. And she said to me recently, okay, what's next? And so now I'm going to spend some more time giving her her more of those things so that I've got less of the day-to-day bookkeeping. And I'm digging more into the analytics, the cutting the checks, the reporting, the the higher level stuff. So through all of this, Allison, where you've worked really hard for, you know, 20 years, and now you're at a position where you're starting to take these hats off and you're starting to have Nicole, you know, take over this marketing and you're having Annabelle start to do on the bookkeeping. Where, where does it leave you? Like now do you feel like you sit at your desk and have nothing to do? No, I don't know how I got all this stuff done before. It's like... I'm doing all of these things and I'm like, how did I do all of this and not pull my hair out? I look at my to-do list and it's still just as long. I feel like I have more special projects that aren't like day-to-day sensitive though, as opposed to like, I've got to cut this check for this person. I've got to input these 10 invoices. I've got to get this blog post. So I feel like my projects are instead of more day-to-day tactical, they're more big picture. Like I need to find a new accountant and I need to research how we're going to get the website redone. And there's still big projects that I have to dig into, but they're not as time sensitive as they were before. Do do you feel like for our company, uh, it's starting to allow you um, more ability to look at bigger picture items, to look at the future more, to th- think. Because I feel like when you're in the, you know, you, when you're in the trenches, when you're in the day-to-day grind of it, if you will, like it's really hard sometimes to like step. You, we've talked about how we have to go away to do this. Like you've step out to look at the five and the 10 and the 20 year plans. Do you feel like you can do that more on a day-to-day basis now? Yeah, sometimes I think I do. I think I can. You know, I'm working on the budget for 2022, and but I'm thinking about 
not, I'm thinking about it in a broader sense than I usually do. Like I'm thinking about, okay, if it may actually be our five-year budget that I'm working on, you know, looking at it as a longer range. If we want to get to these goals, what has to be true as opposed to just very quickly tactically, okay, this is where we are this year. This is where we have to be next year. Right. Um, and I'm also, I've had, I've had projects and things that I've wanted to do for a long time in terms of HR and how to build our team and communicate better with them on setting expectations for moving up and bonuses and raises, but haven't been able to put time and energy into those things. And I think that now I have more time to devote to those kind of leadership things that will make us better and grow us faster because I'm not bogged down with the, the little things. So you've worked on the marketing hat. You've worked on the bookkeeping hat for you. What do you think is the next major hat in our company that needs to be sort of distributed or moved on? I think the human resources, not necessarily that needs to be distributed, but we need to, our, now that our leaders are becoming stronger, they need to take over their portions of it. And we've talked about that with our production manager. He needs to be doing his regular check-ins with the people under him. It does. I, I don't interact with some of those people on a daily basis. I can't give them good feedback on how to be better carpenters. And so um, just kind of, building up our leadership team to help everybody else under them grow. And when you look at the, when you look at helping guide, you know, those, those things that you want, and, and if it's HR or whatever it might be, what are some action items? What are some things that you can do as a leader to kind of help that with your, with your team members? Well, I think that I need to determine how much time I'm spending on it now and how much time I really should be spending on it. And what are the key things that will make the biggest impact to begin with. You know, what can be delegated now or in the future and what really does need to stay with me or the person in my role, you know, because I may not always be the general manager. So I had to determine what is Allison as owner and what is general manager as position kind of things. And with any of these things, with marketing, with bookkeeping, and I know bookkeeping's I, I don't want to really lump bookkeeping in there because I feel like it is different in a lot of ways. But like with marketing, with some of the HR stuff, like how much do you feel at this station you are? How much do you feel you can you can give up to that other person where they don't have to come to you and ask you, can I do or can we? Or Right. And I think it's a matter of making good systems and good um, flow charts and kind of making the and, and empowering those people as they are as as they are good. Um, I'm working with Nicole on the marketing plan for 2022, but maybe 2023 she comes to to me with one and says, "What do you think? How can we make it better?" You know, kind of guiding them through the process because I have 20 years of marketing plan in my head. I don't need to put some of this stuff down on paper, but I need her to put it down on paper. Yeah, and I feel, and the reason I broke out bookkeeping separately, and and we've seen it before with other colleagues of ours. A lot of people think, well, bookkeeping's the first hat I'm going to take off, and I think you and I, uh, you you tend to struggle with that a lot. Like I feel like bookkeeping's very important and central to you as an owner and as a high C and somebody who wants to have their hands on things. But the other thing that you know we always want to caution is bookkeeping's one of those things that you really got to, you have to as an owner. You have to understand the numbers. Yeah, you can't, bookkeeping, you can't abdicate it. It's okay to delegate some of the action items, but you have to be 
the person cutting the checks. You have to be the person looking at the reports. It's sad, but it's easy for there to be mistakes, intentional and or unintentional. And we've seen too many friends who have small businesses who abdicated it lose their life savings because of faulty bookkeeping, whether intentional or unintentional. Yeah. And I think that, you know, eventually we'll work our way to where maybe we do have the trust of somebody that's doing a lot more than just data entry into QuickBooks for as it is for us or whatever program it might be for you. Um, I think it will eventually get to that point. But I think right now, you know, you always have to know the numbers for lack of a better term. And I will say that's something your dad really did instill in us as we took over the business from him is like, you've got to know the numbers. Don't let anybody else. I mean, don't, don't rely on anybody else. You have to know them. Yeah. And then, and I'm picking up things that, um, our bookkeeper doesn't know. She doesn't know sometimes like, so even though she's been doing it for a few months, stuff comes in and I'll have to say, Oh no, that automatically gets calculated as a payroll liability. You don't have to put it in as a bill or, you know, just little things like that. Or today we found one that just the invoice just totally got missed in the in the system. So you have to you have to keep having checks and balances on those kind of things. So if somebody's getting ready to start thinking about if it's a new hire or somebody internally to start taking more hats off of themselves, you know, as an owner and start to delegate more uh, action items and things to employees, where should they start? What are some action items for them? All right. So this is kind of the, the system that I've learned or I do. It's like I said, for two weeks, literally track your time, how much you're spending in every category. And then... And it's daunting. Like you can't... It's, it's tedious. You can't... And this we can't emphasize this enough. It's it, You can't skimp on it. You can't cheat. You can't stop. You can't go back at the end of the day and be like, oh, I think I did two hours here and an because hour Because it's shocking. Yeah. Even though you think you know where your time is going until you do this, it's sh- it's shocking where your time really goes. And I just did like a quick spreadsheet with drop downs so I could do it real fast and it, ca- it calculated everything for me. And I was like, oh, I had no idea I was spending that much time doing that. Um, so literally be honest with yourself for two weeks. Um, and see where you where you're spending your time, um, and then what I usually do is you. I look at that and I go, okay, of what I'm doing, can only I do? You know, we have the little exercise where is it a ten dollar, a hundred dollar, or a thousand dollar task? I should only be doing the thousand dollar tasks. If it's something we can train somebody else to do, we should be training somebody else to do it. And so, uh, what are what have you been doing over those two weeks that somebody else really could or should be doing? And then sometimes you have to look a little bit about what you enjoy doing and what you don't enjoy doing or what you're really good at and what you're not really good at as a small business. I like to look at the numbers and the reports and those things. Those are things I would never give up as the owner. I wouldn't, shouldn't give them up anyway. And then what could you be think about what could you be doing if you had more time to focus on it? So that's where you get the value of why am I doing this? If I ha- if I can take off the marketing hat and some of the bookkeeping hat, what can I be freeing myself up to do that only I can do that can move us forward? And that you do really good too. Like that's something else you should consider. I mean, yes, you could say I I am really good at data entry, but that's a $10 task. So you have to balance all of that. But I think the other part of it is, is, is just, you know, being able to understand like, what, what am I good? What am I strong at focusing on that is productive versus those things that maybe I don't like doing 
that I'm not as productive at. And then I took the tasks, I literally took the action items, and if we didn't have an SOP, as I did them the next time, I typed out what I was doing and how I was doing it, or I did a video so that they had written and video instructions and I could pass it off to somebody else. Now, specifically with us, what what was the trigger? What made us do make the decision that we knew it was a new hire versus somebody internally? Um, the person, our, we had only one admin and who was, she was part-time and she didn't really like doing the marketing stuff. And so we really wanted somebody who was, you know, really good at graphics and could come in and just have a new energy and a new life. And the person, the admin that we had was more of a numbers person. And so we knew giving her more marketing stuff wasn't a really good fit. Yeah. And so it, it made more sense for us, you know, when we started looking for this person is to find somebody that would be energetic about it. You know, probably somebody who knew more about social media and social media marketing than we did. Yeah, I want somebody smarter than me. Yeah. And that's, you know, kind of what we found is somebody who is like much more, you know, she's much more into in tune with what what all of that is. So I think that's interesting. What about uh, some resources people could use too, Allison? So I know, I think we've talked about this book before, but one of the books that I listened to while we were going through this process was Clockwork, Design Your Business to Run Itself by Mike Michalowicz. And it kind of talks about that, how do you break things down system of similar to what I talked about and creating SOPs, standard operating procedures, either written or video. Uh, I think that's where I got the idea of working on more videos and converting all the written stuff to video. Um, you know, he kind of takes you through the mo helping you figure out what the most important functions of your business are and how can you create systems to delegate them to free you yourself up. Yeah. Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz. Clockwork, design your business to run itself uh, is available on audible.com. And guess what? We will give you a free 30 days of audible. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried and sign up. You'll get a free 30 days of audible. You could download clockwork by Mike McCallowitz. It's great. And, and thinking about your business and where you are in your business. And if you want to continue to grow and you want to free more time up for you to either spend time with your family or focus on a personal thing or focus on growing your business. Think about, okay, what hats am I wearing and what hats can I give to somebody else? I'm a baseball cap kind of guy. I, I, you know, I give somebody else a baseball cap. No, but really think about how, you know, you can spend time focusing on your business and working on your business instead of in your business. And that's what this is about. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for listening this week. Don't forget, you can find us online. Look for us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at BizMarried. You can also search for us on Facebook. And hey, if you have something you want to share with us, reach out to us. Let us know. Uh, you can hit us on social media through a direct message or whatever's easiest. We'd love to talk to you. And if you're interested in being on the show, let us know. We, we like meeting new people. It'd be great. And uh, remember, everybody, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage, because we're married with a business. Bye.